Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. on SAFM. Following years of planning to professionalize this sector, particularly of fundraising and philanthropy, this particular course provides an opportunity for students to develop critical thinking and leadership skills, as well as core competencies as managers in the space of philanthropy and non-profit sectors. My guest this evening is Ms. Nazima Mohammed, Executive Director of Inyatelo. Nazima, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SFM. Good evening, Songhezo and listeners, and thank you for having me on your show. Certainly, we do appreciate your being here, and if it is not my voice that will be posing questions to you, Ms. Nam Niki Mangaliso is my co-host on this segment, and she does a lot of work on the continent. In fact, she has a passion for the continent, so she will certainly speak probably even more appropriately to the subject than I might. But essentially, give us a, a bird's eye view as to why such a diploma program itself is necessary particularly it being the first of its kind on the continent? Well, Sangezo, the the diploma focuses on philanthropy and resource mobilization. And resource mobilization has been a challenge for a long time. You know, the ability of universities, um, education institutions, not the non-profit sector to generate resources that would support the ability to be more sustainable and so sustainability has become a big issue and the pandemic has made it, um, has exacerbated the issue and um, really, you know, posed the question to society, you know, what, how can we do this better? How can we be more attractive to, to resourcing? And so this course really is a theoretical and practical understanding of what happens in the world of philanthropy, corporate social investment, public investment, and um, the nonprofit and university sector and how you go about generating resources for sustainability. How do we in I mean, the vision behind it, of course, is to see ultimately what happened. We do know, I mean, I can sort of get a sense or guess what the sense might be. It is to coordinate the availability of what resources they are and the need where it is most required and ensuring that there is a straight line, if you like, in terms of the availability of resources and the need for such resources in a manner that is going to be responsive to the developmental agenda, probably, of the continent. How accurate an assessment would that be? I think it's absolutely spot on. Um, and the, the, the approach that we take is an approach that really is what we call advancement, and our view in the, in, you know, when we speak about advancement, that it's not just about fundraising. It's when you take an organization who is seeking, you know, sustainability and resources, and you're matching what their strategic plan is with those who are giving, you know, in terms of their intention, what is it that they're seeking to achieve by donating or, or, or supporting the public sector. So what is it that they would like? Is it the sustainable development goals? Is it about schooling? Is it about scholarships? And if there's a match, um, it's, it's, it's better than just, you know, going with a, a, a pot in your hand and, and begging for money. So we see advancement not as as purely charity or, you know, going and, and, and asking for money, but really finding a match between what 
is in your strategy with what is in a donor strategy around a developmental agenda? You know, um, Nazima, this is Namshe here. When, um, when Dr. Pekosi Moyo set up um, the Institute, CAPSI, one of the things he kept saying was gifting is very different in Africa than what we understand to be philanthropy. In other words, we need to actually redefine the whole idea of philanthropy. How do we give? Um, so he would often make an example about neighbors and the fact that in African communities, people exchange gifts all the time and support each other all the time. But this is not recognized in our understanding of philanthropy because we recognize money, we recognize the big guys, etc. In what ways are you addressing that in this diploma? And what are you finding about just um, a, a new understanding that's developing in the sector around um, resource mobilization, but particularly philanthropy? You know, Nongkhe, the course is developed by um, CAPSI, the Center on African Philanthropy and Social Investment, of which um, Dr. Moyo is the chair of African Philanthropy. And so that, that viewpoint and the kind of lens in which we approach philanthropy is with an African mindset. Um, really looking at notions of horizontal philanthropy and how giving hand in Africa has taken place over the years and centuries. Um, and so it's, it's shifting from a, a, a kind of an Anglo-American um, perspective on philanthropy to really contextualizing giving and the notion of support for the public good within an African framework. And so, you know, we're, that's why we're excited about it. The, the, whole, the whole course is about the context of the continent um, and finding a space for, for ourselves in terms of how we look at resource generation and how we also understand giving for the public good. Excellent. Now... Um, I, by the way, I've worked with Dr. Moyo for a very long time. He's a very good friend as well. So uh -huh. here's another um, Having been executive director in civil society myself for years, um, one of the things we began to struggle with was that the emerging philanthropists in the African continent didn't really understand development itself. Like they didn't understand how resources could be targeted in order to address inequalities and philanthropy and so on. Are you sensing that that's changing? Is the idea of the young people that do this course to actually change perspectives around how resources from the emerging philanthropists in this country, um, the largest number of billionaires emerging is out, out of the African continent. So are we, is the idea to then change those mindsets so that we are informing as well the new um, super wealthy individuals around how they mm. can target their resources? Look, I, I think it's really important for civil society to be in a constant mode of engagement. Um, you know, not to be silent recipients, but really to collaborate with philanthropy on the continent in shaping how we see philanthropic giving and how we, what we see the role of um, the education sector and the nonprofit sector to be on the continent. And, and so it's really important that we do more social advocacy and, and engagement in this arena, because I think, you know, it, it's so easy to walk parallel paths and not 
to to talk about the the issues at hand and and because you know I think there there are power issues in terms of philanthropy um those who give and those who receive it it is often a difficult path to walk because those who are receiving there's such scarcity in resources that you'd rather just you know bow down and 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 be subordinate because you are getting in you are getting in funding but i think that is dangerous for the sector i really think that we need to be brave and courageous and to actually assert what the needs of the of the of civil society are um and to have an engagement about shaping the future of the continent and and challenging inequality and poverty and and looking at how we can best meet the sustainable development goals so that's a, a it's a conversation it's engagement and i think philanthropy has to be aware of the Nazima, power that they carry Nazima yeah. just hold on to that because we have to take sure. a break but we will continue certainly after the break 2121 <laughs> The viewpoint 8 to 10 p.m. flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songes o mapete on SFM. The conversation certainly continues in the seven or so minutes that remain with Ms. Nazima Mohammed, executive director of Inyatelo, talking to us about the latest rollout of a diploma at CAPSI, that's the Centre for African Philanthropy and Social Investment at the Wits Business School. We might have one or two voice notes, but right now we go to Uppington with Aisha on the line. And I do just wish to confirm that our guest this evening, Hashtag Tuesday Takeover, is still with us, Ms. Namklam Nigimangali, so engaging so beautifully as she did in the first hour. Aisha, good evening. Good evening. While I was listening to your guest earlier, Uh, your current host guest i i don't remember her the lady from absa lilian she is she she's woke and she's spot on furthermore kgm is correct when he says that female leadership has to reimagine how we're going to lead coming to and then songezo I I just got the idea that that um, that you and woman lady what's her name? Well my guest this evening is Namhla. No, Pumzile, what's her name? Yeah, Mlambongoga, yeah. She's going to be our next president, eh? <laughs> um let me get to the matter at hand here. Um the 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 vets cause that you are talking about now um yes that cause is necessary but what the academic should be doing is to deconstruct the, the philanthropy it is it should not be what they want to fund it should be what the community needs so that ngos do not have to change the 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 programs because it suits the yeah 
Yeah, the funder, absolutely. Have you got me? I've got you, most certainly. You are right there, Asha, because it does dovetail to what would have been my question put forward to Nazima. And perhaps after Nazima's response, I would love the perspectives of Namtla on the same question, the give and receipt. You mentioned the word within that context of subordinate, Nazima. And and it is true because a lot of the time the philanthropy, the philanthropa, as it were, the one with the philanthropy, the one with the funds, the one with the money often determines the agenda whereas all that is required from the funder is the resource and let the gender itself be asserted by the one with the mandate, with the program, who understands the context by which those funds would be used. I'd like your respective responses in terms of how then we can assert that communal need, more especially with the necessary safeguards against corruption. We know NGOs are used in many instances as vehicles for fraud and corruption and related racketeering. Nazima. You, you're absolutely right. Um, I do think that there, needs, there, need to be, there has to be a vehicle of some sort which calls for that sort of collaboration between philanthropy and, the, and civil society. And the president um, about two years ago called for a social sector summit um, for the country it's the one summit that hasn't happened, and it's a summit that allows for engagement between government, um, civil society, philanthropy, the private sector. Um, it, it worries me that that summit hasn't happened. It worries me that the voice of civil society is often silenced. You know, um, the discussion on the Solidarity Fund, for, for example, there, there was very little representation from civil society. Um, and so you're seeing that not that the organizations who received funds were on the front line. They were healthcare workers, they were people who were dealing with food security. But the organizations who deal with other pressing issues that aren't necessarily frontline workers were not actually benefiting from the Solidarity Fund. And the consequence is that we're seeing the nonprofit sector really dying because of the pandemic. And and there's there's a space that's not being utilized here. We we're not having a space to talk and to engage about the needs um, on both ends. You know what you're saying that that nonprofits are often used for corrupt means. And so, of course, that's an issue of concern. But we, we have to have that engagement on, on a, more, a more constructive way of dealing with one another and interacting with one another around shaping the future and the present. Namsa? A quick, I cook, a quick answer. Back when I was still bold and unstoppable, one of the things we said to donors was they are going to stop defining what we do as civil society. And so we got a group of executive directors of civil society organizations across the continent. And we said that that was the platform through which donors would hear from us what challenges of grassroots are. We attempted to establish a similar system here in South Africa. The, by saying that, all I'm saying is it's important that civil society itself gets organized and that there are institutionalized platforms where civil society executive leads can actually engage with heads of philanthropic organizations to inform them what the issues are so that it's civil society and citizens that are defining the, 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 the agenda. Otherwise, the power imbalance becomes intolerable. Yeah, let's leave it there. Nazima, final comments. Typically now, the student who's about to enroll, what do you wish he or she brings to this course? 
Well, they, they bring the experience, they bring the context. And, you know, we don't teach blank, blank vessels. Students come with their own learning and their own experiences. And, and I think the VISA philosophy is to actually engage with that. And um, so I, I think that we're going to have lots of experienced students who are really coming there with a desire to learn to do things better, whether it's being, you know, whether they're working in a philanthropy or in corporate social investment and then managing large grants or whether they an executive director of a nonprofit or principal of a school and they they're looking at how they can better increase the resources that um, they require for their for their work and so um, I I think that this course being the first of its kind on the continent integrates you know an understanding of praxis and an understanding of theory. And it, 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 it brings an African context to the student and it engages with the student's Africanness as well. We have already 25 students enrolled and they come from all over the continent. And we're really, really excited about it because that, you know, the continental experience within a classroom is going to be phenomenal, especially in this area, which is a new area of study and research in South Africa. Well, we wish everybody who will be participating in this groundbreaking initiative in the classroom, but more practically in terms of philanthropy, engaging fundraising, and making sure that you keep the lines, the lines, and not making them blur. All the best of luck. Mr. Nazima Mohammed, Executive Director at Inyatelo. Thank you so much for your time.